B.A. for for full recovery of Haya Sarah Batsimcha. Okay, so we are studying Parashat Ha'azinu. Now, Ha'azinu is a Parashat Torah that's almost all a song. Now, just to give a little introduction, um, just a little introduction. So there are 10 songs that are written throughout Tanakh. Um, nine, actually. We'll go through a couple, just as an introduction. And the 10th song will be the song that we sing when Mashiach comes. So Adam Rishon, the first song was composed by Adam Rishon. Um, that when, when he was in Gan Eden, the second song was B'nai Yisrael when they crossed the, the sea split for B'nai Yisrael when Moshe um, got them out from Egypt. Um, the third song was when B'nai Yisrael said the song about Miriam's well, that they had water in the, in the desert. The fourth song, which is our parashas ha'azinu. The fifth song was when Yehoshua stopped the sun when he was conquering Israel after they won the war. The sixth song was sang by the prophetess Devorah and, ba- and Barak when they Hashem delivered their enemies into their hands. The seventh song was, song was said by Hannah when she had Shmuel Hanavi. The eighth song was King David saying at the end of his life, giving thanks to all what Hashem did for him. The ninth song is, was written by Shalomo HaMelech, which is Shira Shirim. And God willing, we will all sing. We will be there singing the 10th song for the Mashiach that will God willing come in our lifetimes. Okay, so this is actually the fourth song in, in the Torah. So let's start. Now, this song was, is, a, is more like a prophecy, what will happen um, till the end of days and how the Jews, if they do not follow and they tr- transgress the Torah, then things will happen, but Hashem will eventually save them. And Hashem will punish all the, the people that did evil to us. So let's start the, the parasha. So parasha ta'azinu. So Moshe says, ha'azinu ashamayim. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to say it, it's, it again, it's, it's written like poetically, so um, forgive me, it, it, it's, it, I'm going to try to translate it as literal as possible. Ha'azinu ashamayim, give ear, O heavens, va'adabera, and I will speak. Ha'aretz, and may the earth hear, imrefi, the words of my mouth. So, so, that's how the song, so again, Moshe um, starts off saying, the heavens and the earth should hear my words. Now, what is Moshe doing? So Moshe is using this as witnesses so that Moshe is trying to give a witness to make witnesses to make sure that the Jews keep the covenant of the Torah and everything will be good. But God, God forbid if they don't, then things will happen. So he uses, Moshe said, who could I use as a witness? What better witnesses to use than the heaven and the earth? Because the heavens and the earth are always going to be there. Right? So it, it never, it will always continue to exist. Not only that, it was, it's the heaven and the earth that give sustenance. Meaning Hashem makes the heaven and the earth give sustenance. Right? If, that, if we're good, so the heavens will give rain on its proper time. And the earth will produce the proper produce, right? So therefore, Moshe starts off with the heaven and the earth. Heaven and the earth, please listen to my words. Okay, next pasuk, pasuk bet. Ya'arov kamatal tizal katal imrati. May my teachings drip like the rain. May my utterances flow like the dew. Like stormy winds on the grass or the vegetation. 
and like raindrops on the grass. Now, my teachings should drip like the rain. So we see, the rabbis learn from here that the Torah is compared to water. Why water? Why would Hashem compare the Torah to water? Why is the Torah like water, right? Teachings are like rain. So it's coming to teach us that just like water and rain is the sustenance to the world, so too the Torah, for the Jewish people to keep and to study the Torah, that is also the sustenance of the world. It's equal. There's physical sustenance, which is the rain. And there's also the spiritual sustenance, which is the Torah, that is like the rain. So therefore, they compare, they're compared to each other. Um, Kizal Katal, now he said, now, now, now Moshe sings that that my utterances should flow like the dew. So, um, now, there's something that the rain is even, the, the, the dew is people are more happy about the dew than the rain. Because Rashi points out that even though the rain is obviously very, you know, very good and, 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 and we need the rain for sustenance. However, the rain sometimes is a botherance and is annoyance, right? Today it rained all day. And today it rained all day. And, and again, people were bothered. Oh, they can't, they can't do stuff. They can't go out, right? At the end of the day, they know deep down that it's good. However, um, it, it's a botherance. But the dew, the dew gives water and sustenance, but the dew doesn't bother anyone. So the do is even a higher level. People are even happy about the do even even further. Kisirim um, uh, like the wind upon the vegetation. So Rashi points out that the wind is also very important for the vegetation to grow. And the Gemara and Tanit also says this also, that the wind and the air and the clouds, it also causes the the, the vegetation to grow properly. So too the Torah is compared to the wind that it, it, it's able to not also help the people grow properly. Um, okay. Next pasuk. Right? So we said, my like drip like the rain. My utterance is full like the dew. Like the storm on the vegetation, like the raindrops on the grass. Next pasuk, when I call out the name of Hashem, I, I ascribe greatness to, to our God. Now, what does this mean? So the Gemara actually learns out from here. That in the Beit Hamikdash, because it says, "When I call out the name of Hashem, you should, you sh everyone should ascribe greatness to our God." So we learn out from here that in the Beit Hamikdash, right now, right when someone says the Baracha, so a person will answer Amen. That is the that is the Halacha that when someone says the Baracha, you answer Amen on the Baracha. However, in the Beit Hamikdash, when there was a Baracha being said, they would say even a bigger praise. He would say, Baruch Shem Blesses his name of, of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever, right? So that Baruch Shem was said on every Berachan the Bet HaMikdash. And the Gemara actually learns that out from this Pasuk. That when you call out Hashem's name in the Bet HaMikdash, you shall ascribe greatness to, to Hashem by saying Baruch Shem and that is actually the halacha. If there's a Bet Hamikdash, so a person after every Baracha, they would say Baruch Shem Let's just do one more pasuk. Hasud Tamim Paolo, the rock which is referring to Hashem, perfect is His work. Ki Mishpat, all His ways are justice. He's a faithful God. There's no, you know. And the evil Sadiq Vihashar who 
He's righteous and it's proper. So we, Hashem is a rock perfect at his work. So Rashi explains that uh, just like he's strong like, like a rock, but when he get uh, he's strong when he gives punishment, however, he does it perfectly. He doesn't, he gives the exact what everyone deserves completely. He is faithful in that he's going to make sure to pay the Sadiq for every single thing he does in Olam Haba. And he's also, there's no evil meaning, even against the evil people, Hashem makes sure that he pays them also for their, if they did something good in their life, they get paid for. Even the evil people, Hashem pays full. He doesn't, meaning even if they do a mitzvah, they did something good in their life, Hashem makes sure to, to, to pay him fully. And Tzadik Ve'asharhu, Hashem is righteous and it is proper. That whatever Hashem does, everyone's going to say that is proper for whatever Hashem does. Okay. We're up to Pasuk Hebezat Hashem tomorrow. This should be a refuah Fachaya Sarah Batsimcha. We're doing again Parashat Ha'azinu. We are up to Pasuk He. So again, just to go over quickly what we did yesterday, because it's really, it's again, as we said, it's almost like a poem. It's written very poetically. This parashat is one of the, the 10 special songs that we have um, in our Torah. So now, in the beginning, Moshe used the heavens and the earth as witnesses that the Jews must keep the Torah. Moshe then tells us in a poetic way how the Torah is compared to water and life and just how water is the life source of the world and causes us to grow, so too the Torah is that way. Next, Hashem, next um, Moshe in the song, again, I don't know if it's Moshe or Hashem obviously told him to write this song, talks about how, how great Hashem is and how Hashem is perfect in all ways. There is no, he is complete justice. There is no, it says that he makes sure to pay even every single drop of good to the Sadiqim. And even the Rishaim, so to speak, if, the, if you know, a guy's a bad guy, but not Jewish guy, he's, he's not a good guy, but if he did something good in his life, Hashem is justful. He will pay him for that also. So Hashem is perfect. Now we're going to talk about the world. So we just spoke about how Hashem was perfect. And everything is good, and he gives us the Torah. And now we're going to talk how Hashem, how the world, sorry, is the actual world might be corrupt, and it's not Hashem's fault. So pasuk he, lo lo. Corruption is not his. Meaning, you're right. You're going to look around. You see, oh wow, look how how just Hashem is. I just told you how just Hashem is. But now you look at the world, and there's all corruption. Says the the song. Corruption is not his. The blemish is his children's, meaning it's the goyim or the Jews or the people that decide to have free will to do things that are injustice, so to speak. They're the ones that are corrupting the world. Hashem is perfect, so to speak. It is, it is the, Hashem is perfect. It is the corruption of the people of us with our decisions. A crooked and a wicked generation. So meaning, Hashem, again, we said in the first passage, Hashem is just. He is perfect. Everything's perfect. But the way we act, however, or the way the world acts, that could be corruption. Is is this to Hashem that you repay this? Meaning, why would you act corrupt and, and do sins to Hashem if He is so good, if He is so just, and He has the power to do whatever He wants, right? It is Hashem controlling the world, right? Why would you do something wrong to Him? As the Pasuk continues, Am Naval Velochacham. Oh, people who are vile and unwise, Rashi points out 
people who are vile, meaning they forgot what Hashem they, they what Hashem did to them. Look how good Hashem did to them, and yet they're still acting corrupt. And not only are they vile, but they are not smart. They are unwise. Why? Because says she, they don't realize that someone acts, you know, does avonot and acts bad. It is Hashem the one that controls their fate. So number one, you're someone that doesn't have gratitude to Hashem after what he did so much and how good he is to the people and how forgiving, how everything he's so, he's so good. He gives us everything. That's number one. And number two, how could you do this if it's, un, it's very unwise to do it? He's the one that controls everything. So, so to speak, if you have a boss, right, that pays your money, that pays your salary, right, you, you make sure to, to do good to him because he controls your salary, so to speak. Koshken Hashem is not only ingratitude to do something bad, it is very unwise to do something bad. For Hashem controls everything. Is he not the father who acquired you? He made you and he established you. What does that mean? He made you, meaning he's talking to the Jews. We're talking to the Jews. She says, a nation among nations. Hashem put you the chosen nation. Not only did he make you, it says, he established you. Meaning, not only did he make you a nation, but he gave you everything. It says he gave them kohanim, priests. Now she says, he gave you prophets. Melachim, he gave you kings. It has everything in it. Meaning, not only did I give you the chosen nation, but I gave you such honor and such, I give you everything in it. You have everything. Meaning, in the song, Moshe is saying, it's unwise, Hashem's, it, 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 it's ingratitude. You're unwise, you're unwise if you act wrong to Hashem. He's your father. He, he made you. He established you. So that's the end of Pasuk Vav. Now up to Pasuk Zayin. So Pasuk Zayin now deals with, um, again, on the same theme that we should remember what Hashem did to the previous generations, how they were acting corrupt, then they got what they deserve. So now let's see. Zechor Yimotolam. Remember, again, we're going a little slow because, again, it's very poetically and it's, it's, it's you know, it, 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 to really understand the song, at least on, even on a simple level, it needs to take time. Zechor Yimotolam. Binu Torvador. Remember the days of old. Understand the years of generation after generation. Ask your father and he will relate it to you. Your elders. And they will tell you. So now what is going on here? So Rashi says like this. Remember the days of old. What is, what is that referring to? So says Rashi. Remember the days of all the previous generations that were acted bad, especially by the flood, right? There was a, right, right when Hashem created the world, the people, after a couple of generations, started getting, doing, being, being, acting corrupt. And look what happened to them. They're gone. They got washed away in the flood. Not only that, generations after generation, says that she, also, also you should know that in the future, that Hashem will bring the Mashiach, meaning you're right. In a way, yes, the, the, the people that were corrupt, Hashem destroyed. And for the future, the people that are going to be good, Hashem is going to reward. She'al avicha v'yagetcha. Now, who is this referring to? She'al avicha, ask your father. These are referring to the prophets that, called, that she says that are called avot. As we see in many pesukim, that the prophets are called your avot. Zekenecha, um, your elders, these are referring to the Chachamim, the rabbis. Viumulach, and they're going to tell you the previous events, meaning the, 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 the prophets will tell you what's going to happen in the future. 
how if you act good, Hashem was going to reward us at the time of Mashiach. And the, and the Chachamim, the elders, so to speak, they're going to tell you about the past and how the people earlier that were bad, the generations that were corrupt, they got what they deserved. So again, we see, again, the same theme. Look, Hashem is just. Hashem's the one to, Hashem's just. Hashem's the one to, to you know, if someone's good, they're going to get good. And God forbid the opposite. Let's just see one or two more Pesukim quickly. When the Supreme gave, gave the nations their portion, he separated the children of men. He set borders of people according to the count of B'nai Sana. What is this going on? What is this talking about? So Rashi says, he gave them their nahala, their portion. This is again referring to the evil um, um, people of the flood who acted corrupt, and Hashem gave them to what they deserved. They got washed away in the flood. This is referring to the the when he separated the the Dora Pelaga when they try to build the tower to try to fight against God. Parashat Noah. It was, at the time, the world made a tower to try to fight against God. And Hashem spread them out. He made them into 70 nations. To the count, he spread them out according to the count of the Jews. Meaning when the Jews went down, so to speak, they were spread. They came down in 70. So to speak, they, the, the Goyim got split up into 70 nations. Again, quickly. One more pasuk. Now, why did Hashem do this? Why did Hashem keep the these goyim alive? Meaning, He could have destroyed them. The people that made the tower that tried to fight against Hashem, He could have destroyed them, just like He destroyed the flood, like the people in the flood generation. Rather, because for Hashem's share is His people. Yaakov, the portion of his possessions. Rashi says like this, he found hidden among the, 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 the seven, the people at the time was going to be Abraham Avinu. Came from Shem, who was at the time was at the Dora Pelaga. You know, Abraham wasn't the one that obviously committed the sin, but he was, yeah, I guess his ancestors, or he was, he was going to come out of those people. So Hashem kept them alive because he found hidden among them was his special nation of Yaakov, Abraham, Itak, and Yaakov. Okay, is that Hashem? Um, this class should be a refuah for Hayah, Sarah, Bat Simcha. Is that Hashem? We should all have a beautiful year this coming up year, a year of life, health, happiness, peace. Is that Hashem? Only good things. We'll all have a good year, God willing. Amen. Okay, so again, we're going to continue on the parasha that is coming up. Parasha Ta'azino. As we said, this is one of the 10 songs that were found in throughout the Torah. This is actually the fourth one out of the 10. Again, it's written very poetically. So the words, you know, you know, sounds very uh, literal and very hard to explain. So we're going to do our best to try to explain it. So just to pick up where we left off in the parasha. So the song started off how, how Moshe is making the heavens and the earth as witnesses. Then, it, then Moshe said how he compared the Torah to the life, to life, meaning it's compared to water, which water is life. And we saw all the different uh, interpretations, how the Torah makes us grow. Next, we had how great Hashem is and how perfect he is and how proper he is and how everyone that does something will get a reward and anyone, God forbid, that doesn't act proper will get it, will get their due also. Next, we had how Hashem chose us over the other nations. And remember the previous generations that didn't act proper as opposed to us, who Hashem chose. So now we're going to talk about, we're on 
Pasuk Yud um, in Ha'azinu, Perek Lamed Bet. And we're going to talk a little about what Hashem did for us in the desert and how Hashem did so much good for us. Fine, so it says Hashem, we just ended off, Hashem chose us as a nation. He chose Kichelek Adonai Amor Yaakov Hebel Nachalato. Hashem chose um, Yaakov to be his portion. Okay, so now up to Pasuk Yud. Okay. Yim Sa'ehu Be'eretz Midbar. He found him, he found, I guess, him referring to the Jews, in, the, in a desert land. What does that mean? So Rashi explains that Hashem saw how loyal we were to him in the desert. Throughout all the years of the Midbad, 40 years, we barely did anything wrong. Maybe there were 10 tests, but besides those situations, we act perfect. We followed Hashem blindly into, into the desert. And we were the only ones to choose his Torah. Right? Hashem went through all the nations and he, he and we're the only ones as opposed to the other nations that didn't want the Torah. So Hashem found us in the desert how loyal we were to him. And in weights of a howling wilderness. Howling wilderness. He encircled us or him. It's literally referring to B'nai Yisrael. He bought a nehu. He gave him um, wisdom, um, understanding. He said, He guarded him, again referring to Israel, like the pupil of his eye. Now, what is this? So Hashem surrounded us in the desert. It's actually beautiful that we're coming up to Sukkot now because Sukkot is a, to commemorate the, the, how Hashem surrounded us with the clouds of glory. So now this is what the Pasuk means. Hashem surrounded us and encircled us with his Shekhinah, with the clouds of glory. Not only that, Rashi points out, he also encircled us with the flags, right? The way the Jews traveled in the desert was he, they, they traveled in, a, in, in like a square and there were flags around each tribe, 12 tribes, three on each side. And each tribe had their own flag. So, so to speak, he gave us his flags and surrounded us in and, and, and surrounded us in his glory with the Anea Kavod and the flags. Um, and he gave us under, un, wisdom and understanding, refers to Hashem gave us the Torah. And he guarded us like the pupil of his eye. What does that mean? He guarded us. So in the desert, he guarded us from all different things. Um, it says that he guarded us from snakes, scorpions, and anything that was dangerous for us in the desert, the clouds would make sure we, it wouldn't be able to reach us. <laughs> Whether it would be enemies, snakes, scorpions, even, even bumpy terrain, Hashem guarded us. Okay. Like an eagle arousing his nest. Now, what does that mean? Hashem's like an eagle surrounding his nest. So, I'll let you finish the pasuk. Al hovering over his young. He spreads his wings and takes it, referring to Bnei Yisrael. He carries it on his limbs. Okay, what does this mean? So, Rashi, again, points out that Hashem, the way he... Um, dealt with us and appeared to us was like an eagle, how an eagle appears to its young. Now she discuss, says that when an eagle comes to um, feed its young or to go back to the nest, so first he hovers around the, first he hovers around the nest. Why? Not to uh, startle his young. So he hovers around Again, to wake them up and not to startle them, because if he would just, you know, fly right down, he would scare his, his, his the, the, the kids. So therefore, so to speak, he, he hovers around. So too, Hashem did this for Hasinai. He did. He, she says that if he would have came to us on one side, 
it would have been too much for us. So ra- rather, Hashem, when he, when he brought his presence down in Har Sinai, he brought, he hovered it over like an eagle surrounding us from all sides, not to, the, 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 whatever this means, not for the Shekhinah to be too strong for us. So, so to speak, that the way an eagle acts with his young, that's how Hashem acted with us when he gave us a Torah. Also, the Pasuk says he spreads his wings, right? And he carries it, right? He spreads his wings and he takes and carries it on top of his body, on his limbs. Now, she again points out that all other birds, they're scared of birds of prey, like eagles. So therefore, when they carry their young, they have to transport their young, they carry it with their feet. Right, so that the eagles, which which would fly on top of these birds, wouldn't be able to see that, right? Because the the young is 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 they're holding it from the bottom, from their feet. However, B'nai Israel, uh, sorry. However, um, however, the eagle doesn't need to worry about anything. The eagle flies the highest, and therefore, so to speak, it's not worried about anyone. The only thing it has to worry about is the arrows. Right, because if someone tries to shoot down an eagle, so um, that's what he has to worry about. So therefore, the eagle carries its its chicks, its young, on its back, because he's not scared of anyone flying on top of him, because the eagle flies the highest. And God forbid, if any arrows try to hit the eagle, it will hit the eagle and not the young. And so to speak, that the eagle shielding the the young from the arrows. So too. Hashem is compared to the, like this also. When Hashem took us out of Egypt, He surrounded us again. He took us out with His Ananea Kavod, right? And it says, anyone when the Mitzim try to chase us and shoot um, arrows at us, so to speak, Hashem would absorb it. The, 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 these clouds of glory would would absorb it in its um, would, would absorb the arrows. So too. So Hashem, so to speak, is like the, the mother eagle. Number one, he hovers around before he, he didn't startle us. Number two, he protected us like an eagle. Like he absorbs anything that tries to hit it, it, it absorbs it. As opposed to the other birds, which if you try to shoot it down, the, 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 another bird, it would, it would hit the baby. But Hashem was like the eagle. He put the, the children and Kali cell up on top of him, so to speak, and absorbed or absorbed the, uh, the, the, the arrows of the enemies. Let's just end off. What does this mean? Hashem alone guided him, meaning Hashem himself was the one that took out Chalisel. And there was no foreign God with him, meaning referring to B'nai Sel. No further, no other God was able to try to attack the Jews when they were coming out of Israel and no, no, no other foreign nation was able to use their gods to try to, to try to attack us. That she also brings out another interpretation that's referring to the future just just like just like so to speak we we dwelt alone we, we, we lived alone in this world without having any enjoyment from the other nations and the other gods and the other things. So too when Mashiach comes we're only going to be with Hashem and no other nation is going to be able to get the same reward as us. We're going to be alone, just us as the only nation left. Okay. Zat Hashem, everyone should have a, a beautiful year and the school is Shanim Babot. This should be a a a refuah for the refuah shema of Chaya Sarah Batsimcha. Amen. 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 And we're at uh, well, Musara from the beginning, I guess. This is Moshe Ben last speech. So he says, uh, let the let the heavens uh, listen as I speak with the Shmaha Aritz. And uh, let the earth hear as well, Imrefi, the words of my mouth.
So now the uh, Rashi comes along and says, I'm now going to put the Jewish people under warning. Heavens and the will serve as the witnesses. That I told Israel such and such. And the earth and the heaven will be the witnesses. And similarly we find Why did Moshe Rabbeinu call the heaven and earth to be witnesses? Amar Moshe, I'm flesh and blood. Tomorrow, he said he will be dead. If the Jewish people are going to say, we never accepted the covenant upon ourselves. Who's going to come and contradict them? I'm not going to be around forever. So we need somebody that's going to be around forever to bear testimony. So Moshe Rabbeinu chose witnesses that are around forever. The odd she'im If the people are meritorious, the witnesses themselves will come. and they will give reward, like the uh, trees of the of the um, of the ground will give its fruits, and uh, and the the, the skies. Will give their uh, their uh, their rain. But if the Jewish people will be found guilty, so the hand of the witnesses will be the first against them, and therefore there will be no rain, and the ground will not produce its yield of produce, and therefore he used the heaven and the earth to serve as not only witnesses that are around forever but also witnesses that can either take retribution if the Jewish people don't fulfill, or they can reward. So he said, let my teachings drip down like rain. So she says, So this is the testimony that you should be witness to. That I'm saying to you, Torah Israel, the Torah that I gave you, she Haim Naolam. It brings life to the world. like rain, That just like rain brings life to the world, so to the Torah brings life to the world. That's how critical or important the book is. Al uh, Imrati. My words. D-E-W. And she says, Tizal Katal, Everybody's happy when it, when when the when the dew comes. Not everybody's happy when the rain comes, because especially let's say people are traveling. So people are not happy when it rains because the roads get all muddy. Well, let's say, you know, somebody has um uh, an uncovered vat filled with wine, and it starts to rain. So the, 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 the wine becomes diluted. So he's not happy. So therefore the Pasuk says that the Torah brings happiness like dew. Because everybody's happy. It doesn't affect everybody. It's nice. It comes in the morning. It doesn't affect anybody's travel plans. Maybe you just have to uh, put your windshield wipers on for two seconds in the morning to get rid of it. It's very, very harmless. So therefore the Torah is compared to dew in the sense that it doesn't inconvenience and everybody's happy with it. So the Pasuk uh, writes, like storm winds, that's upon vegetation, and like rain upon grass. So and she explains that the word is referring to uh, winds. Just like the winds strengthen the grass and cause them to grow. Okay, I didn't know that, but I guess the winds are beneficial to grass and they strengthen them and cause them to grow. 
after the Torah. So too the Vre Torah. When you study Torah, Mahzikim it Lomdehim. It strengthens those that learn it, Umegadelin Otan, and causes them to grow. It's not in the physical sense, but it develops them spiritually. And Kirbibim, like raindrops that uh, fall on uh, on grass. Deshe is referring to the uh, the grass. And now the pasuk Kishem I Ekra When I call out the name of Hashem, ascribe greatness to our God. So that she says that Mikan Amru, we learn from over here that whenever they would say Hashem's name, when you hear it, you must respond by saying, Baruchim Kevod, Malkuto Blessed be the name of God the name of his glory, of his kingdom, which we just did on Yom Kippur, when we, when we read the Sidra Avodah. So the Pasuk is saying, when you hear the name of Hashem, Havu Godem, uh, ascribe greatness to our God, by saying, Baruch Shem Kevod, Malchuto Deolam Va'ed. Atzul Tamim Pa'olo. Now, God in this Pasuk is called a rock. And we refer to God and his work his work is perfect. It's tamim. We don't have any questions on God. All his ways are right and justice. El emuna. God is a God who is faithful. There's no iniquity or no injustice. God is righteous and proper. And um, she says that even though he's strong regarding when he brings punishment to people that transgress the Torah, um, but he doesn't bring it like a, a storm, but rather with justice, which is even when he's bringing punishment, it's measured. We can trust God, he's, he's trustworthy. For what? To reward the Sadiqim. And if a person knows that even though he doesn't get rewarded in this world, he can trust God, that the reward for the mitzvot will be in the next world. Now, even though he's postponing the payment, you must trust him and believe that his word will come true. The in Avid, God is, has no injustice, even to the Desha'in. If they do something right, God will reward them in this world. And then the final Pasukis says, Sadiq Riyashadu, that all accept upon themselves the righteousness of his judgment. And is befitting and proper to them. God is righteous uh, that comes from the mouth of the people. Is befitting to, to uh, acknowledge his righteousness, which means from this pasuk we learn that we don't question the ways of Hashem. Even though we see things that are beyond our comprehension, Things don't make sense. Uh, what we say, sometimes you hear this at a funeral. But the Tashbi, the rabbi say this, uh, that uh, God is just and he's righteous and uh, everything is, is, is right. Although from our standpoint, it seems unfair or seems even sometimes uh, cruel. That that's a story and we don't know exactly what God is planning God is ultimately righteous and and just. And we all know that really God loves his, his children and his love is uh, very, very, very great. <laughs> to the extent that we said on Yom Kippur, there's a famous Midrash to show you the love that Hashem has for us, especially this time of year. One pasuk as the Jewish people, when God calls the Jewish people his daughter. Now, by comparing us that we're his daughter, so that means we are beneath God. Obviously, the father is higher than the daughter. And then in another pasuk, God actually compares us to his sister, Ahoti. Now, a sister is like a sibling, which actually is equal. You're on the same same level. But this time of year, 
the Midrash writes that God compares the Jewish people to his mother, which actually is above and higher. And we're considered like uh, the crown on God's head, that God lifts us to show much how he loves us. And they give him a shal of like a father that sometimes takes child and puts the child on his head. And turns out the child is even higher than the father. So God calls us not his daughter, not his sister, but God refers to us. It says in the Pasuk, we're considered the mother. That means God puts us above. Therefore, the love that Hashem has for us is, is unending. But therefore, if he loves us that much, and his love is eternal, so even though things that seem that are, uh, are mean or unjust, that's only because we don't understand it. Maybe it's what they call today tough love, but it's only coming because he has our best, best interests. And that's what the Pesuk is saying, that ultimately, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, Tzadik V'yashad, it's, it's, it's righteous uh, and, it's, uh, and it's proper. And once a person goes up to heaven after 120 years, he, there was once a big rabbi, um, I think it was uh, maybe the Ma'id Mezrich, one of the team that he said that before he passes away, he said that when he goes up to heaven, he's going to beseech God to stop all the troubles that are going on in the world seems it was a very difficult time. And then when he passed away, things only got worse. And they couldn't understand it. He promised that he's going to petition. And they say that he came to a dream to one of his students and he said that when I got up to heaven and I saw how right everything Hashem is doing and how perfect <laughs> he's doing, I wasn't able to petition him to stop it because I saw that everything he was doing was, was perfect. And therefore, it was only for our benefit. And therefore, why, why, should, why should I petition him to stop the, something that actually is the benefit? Torah Kadosh writes that sometimes God takes good people, uh, the tzaddikim or the tzaddikaniyot, and they are kapara for the rest of the people. And at the end of time when Mashiach is going to come, he's going to come in the merit of those that uh, were they sacrifice, that atone the rest of the Jewish people. Throughout the generations, there were many tzaddikim that suffered, they were burnt, they were slaughtered, they were killed. Al-Kiddush Hashem, where many tzaddikim suffered different illnesses and, and diseases and things. And Bode Olam does that, where the tzaddik sometimes becomes the atonement for the, for the iniquities of the, of the people. So when Mashiach comes, it's going to be in the merit of uh, their sacrifice. So therefore all sickness and disease of people is part of a process uh, to bring the world to the tikkun, and they serve as the atonement uh, for everybody else. And that's what the Pasuk is telling us over here, that El Emuna, God is faithful, in no iniquity, Sadiq Vyashadhu, that he is righteous and he is proper, especially uh, to, the, uh, to the new year. We hope that everybody's judged uh, for, the, for the good books and the good, good blessings, ultimately, we know that whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu has in store is, uh, is proper and is righteous. We just hope that when a person has to take medicine, it can either be bitter or sweet medicine. You know, they have the same brand and the unflavored, and then they have the... So we just hope that if it has to be a medicine of some sort, at least it should be the flavored one, where it's not so debilitating and not so thick. It should be uh, with a sweetness. It'll do the same thing. God can bring the rectification in mercy, in, in kindness, instead of bringing the uh, rectification in deem. But if he decides to bring it the way he decides to bring it, so the people always respond by saying, Sadiq, we are shadow. That is a uh, very, very, very important lesson as we uh, finishing uh Coming to a, almost a close, we have one more parasha, but this is one of the highlight lessons 
of Parashat Azin. The Jewish people uh, have a lot of things that happen to apply faith to. Faith begins where you don't understand, where the mind cannot uh, uh, understand. You don't have to have faith when things make sense. Things make sense. One plus one equals two. Nobody has to have faith for that. But if somebody tells you one plus that already you need faith to believe it. Faith is when uh, the, the, the limitations of the mind are not able to fathom things. When everything is working you know, in your favor, when everything is not making sense, as the rabbis always tell us, you need faith at night, not during the day. The day, everything is clear. You see everything. Everything is apparent. Emuna is really needed at the dark times, at the night times, where things look, you know, dark and black and scary. Then already uh, the imuna is uh, is necessary. So that's a uh, it is a lesson. Uh, we must believe that the, the love of Hashem is unending. Hashem loves us more than a parent loves the child. Parents only love the child when they're awake, but then the parents go to sleep for a few hours every day. I mean, I'm sure I love my children when I'm sleeping, but I don't think about it. Too busy sleeping. But God is God is awake 24 hours a day. And he's constantly thinking about his children, the Jewish people. And he loves the Jewish people more than, than anybody else. Like I said, he takes the Jews this time and he puts them on the head to show you how much uh, uh, affection uh, he has. So we have to pray that the uh, judgments of this year should be sweet. They should be tolerable. And uh, we hope that they should uh, be uh, with mercy and not uh, nonetheless, uh, regardless, we say for the beginning, whatever God does ultimately tzaddik Okay, that's uh, a lesson for the ages. Rabbi, 